Hello, welcome to Everything or Nothing Podcast with Sean and Sam. I am Sam and today I will be interviewing Sean and learning a little bit more about him just like we did in the introduction in last podcast with me. Anything you want to say, Sean? Glad to be here. All right. All right. All right. All right. Perfect. So I have a few questions for you today. Might get a little deep. I'm not sure. Um, if you are going to be able to handle it or not. Probably not. Okay. And um, if you can't, then feel free to leave. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you looking out for it's me. It's an open environment here. If you feel uncomfortable, feel free to just dip. Dip. Completely. All right. <laughs> just kidding. All right. Anyways, <laughs> now we're going to ask a few questions for Sean. I'm going to start it off pretty easy and ask... What is a skill that you wanted and learned but never used? A skill that I wanted and learned but never used? Um, let's see. I have plenty of those skills, in fact. I Basically, my whole life is built on skills that I never use. But the number one skill that I probably learned and wanted but never used was being a trumpet player. And I mean, I was a trumpet player when I was younger i was in the band in elementary school and middle school and a little in high school but uh i don't do that anymore i I don't think i've touched a trumpet in over 15 years now 15 and guess what my dad even messaged me and was like hey the community college is holding a band kind of concert for the students you should come up and play trumpet i was like no dad haven't touched it. <laughs> I'm oh, not going to do it. wow. That is something I did not know about you. I did not know that you were a trumpet player. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, when I was younger, there was a, uh, a band. Uh, it was like a Mile High Orchestra. It's not even a band. It was an orchestra. Mm-hmm. And they played a lot. Of j- they were, a, a, you know, a religious Christian band uh, orchestra, but... Uh, the main guy, the singer, would al- was also a trumpet player, and you know I I loved. Um, he played a lot of, like you know jazz and funky music and stuff, yeah. and I loved that sound. It was really cool. And he's like he had an album that I would just listen to all the time, and I loved it. And I was like, man, I can, I want to do something like that. And initially, I wanted to do percussions, but all the percussions were taken when we were oh. trying to sign up for band. Yeah. So I was like, well, next best thing is either saxophone or trumpet. So I took the trumpet and found out I had a knack for it, like just could read music, was able to play it well, and just was able to learn it. Like I wasn't like a genius in it, but I did have a good um, good understanding of it, and I was able to play it really well. And cue like going to band practice and doing the concerts at school, and then like I think it was maybe a week after I was like, no, I don't like this. I'd rather not do this anymore. And, uh, yeah. Wow. I, marching band? No. 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 I oh, mean, I was just trying to picture you in one of those, like, uniform things. I and a marching band. Yeah. And, yeah, like no. the puffy feather hat things. I wear that on a daily basis. Yeah. Honestly. Um, 
For some reason, when you said saxophone, the first thing that came into my mind was like you playing Careless Whisper on it. Just exactly i feel like you would have you would still to this day learn saxophone just to learn that one song yeah i that would not be a skill that i would not be using today because the fact is i would be going to like every house just playing outside the windows exactly there's never there's never not uh, there's never a bad time for careless whisper right on saxophone that's extremely correct. Uh, yeah, honestly. There's a lot of times in my life I wish someone would come up with oh, a saxophone and play that. Absolutely. Without a doubt, I would love just in the middle of my work day, just someone just walking up behind me and this. And man, that song slaps. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> That, I will wrap up for the first question. So, you are a trumpet player. I am. Used Look to be. Look at that. Former Who trumpet player. Knew? I, Who yeah. knew? That is super cool. And I think you should get back into it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> All right. Well, moving right along. Um, here's an interesting question for you. Uh, what is the most impractical skill to this day that you want to learn? Impractical skill? Uh, oh, let's see. The most impractical skill is how to hoove a cow. Like, you know, trim their hooves and everything. You want to learn how to do that? Yep. Never want to do it, but I want to learn it. So... I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm <laughs> just, trying I'm to. I'm getting the full. Right I just, I, I'm just I, okay. I'm so sensitive. when I think of like cows' feet, yep, I picture them like walking through manure. Yep. Um, and you want to take that foot and chip away at the hoof. Yep. Covered in manure. Yeah, I mean, you clean off. Okay. I've watched plenty of videos. Okay. I'm so you're practically, an, yeah, yeah you're expert. practically an expert. Like, get your ad out there. I feel no, like no, this no, is no. a... No, see, see, I don't want it to... I don't want to put my skill set out there. I want to be like one of those guys where, like, let's say, you know, you and I, we're driving in a car and we're, like, out in the country and all of a sudden this injured cow comes across the road like with a bad hoof, I'll be. And we're like, oh my goodness, what we're gonna do? We can't even get past it. And this cow is suffering. I'll be like, okay, let's prop it up. I know how to hoof a, bu- uh, hoof a, like hoof it off and like everything. Like you know, scrape off the 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 gunk and then you know, take off the the pressure from the hoof so it can like actually heal. And then slap on a rubber. I use like a silicone rubber uh-huh. uh, padding that basically takes pressure off where the injury is okay so that way they can kind of like balance it a little bit better uh-huh. because they a lot of times when they're the hoof is infected it's it's like pus you know filled what happens is there's cracks that form and then bacteria gets in there and it starts you know the infection starts and it separates where the hoof is to where the actual like bone and the flesh is uh-huh. and that puts unneeded like pressure and everything and it makes it difficult for the cow to like use and that's basically what I want to have that skill for is like if we randomly ran into a cow that needed help, you know? <laughs> I never just, know. Honestly, though, I feel like you, sa- yeah. you sound like you're already an expert at it, though. I feel like it's something that you could do if you needed to. Yes. Yeah. That, but that's, that's, that's exactly why. 
Yeah. I would only do it if I needed to. I'm not going to do it because I want to. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I understand that. You never know. What happened if a cow just... There's so many cows out here. There are a lot of cows. (laughs) Exactly. So many cows. And one of them just happens to wander into your distance, into your road, onto your driveway. Yes. And it's going, "Mm, Sean, help me. That's exactly what I would be doing. You run out there with like a knife and like some that metal i've seen videos it's like a scraper yeah yeah it's like a metal thing that like it's as far as i know it's basically like a filer it's the hoof is basically a like a nail and they just get it trimmed just every once in a while but a lot of times it can get infected and that's oh man i mean i i think i've seen some of those on tiktok as well yeah and that's 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 all i want to use it for is just in case if we get a broken down car or you know (laughs) so we can ride the cow instead Wow. Oh, dude. Oh, my gosh. That would be, see, exactly my point. We would be stuck out in the countryside if it wasn't for my skill. Here's the thing. I feel like you and I would completely have a great time, like, (laughs) stuck on the countryside. Like, we would be, like, stranded in the middle of nowhere and in our, like, we would freak out at first. I mean, I feel like I would freak out more and you would do that thing where you, like, do your nervous laugh. Okay. And, and, yeah, you know, no. And, And then we'd be like, okay. Let's think, let's think, you know, head on here. We could survive in the wild. Oh, yeah. I definitely think I could. Hands down. Maybe not you. I would be a good meal. That's, that's not If what you I had meant. nothing else that to eat. That is not what I meant. Yeah. That is what you meant. That's I good. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh, now, my God. <laughs> I, I want to just say I would never eat. Anyone out. This is getting into no. weird territory. <laughs> she's, she's making me sound out. No. Like, I'm, it's a joke. You know, we're not doing that. I have been, I, I have camped a lot. So, and yeah. My dad would exactly. teach me a lot of things. And I could tell you, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like camping. I'm an indoor person. I will set up a pillow fort, and that was about it. But, mm. yeah. Yeah. But we could survive, and then we could use our cow that you brought back to health by hooving. Hooving is the word? Hooving? Trimming. Trimming? Just like it's a hoof trimming yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. And we could ride that, or one of us could ride it, into town and let them know that we're stranded. And then ride back, and we're no longer stranded. They'll save us. Unless we get killed by, like, the Loch Ness Monster. <laughs> Where do you think we are? I have no idea. <laughs> This is why you would survive and I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm going to move on to the next question okay. before this gets any weirder. <laughs> so speaking of weird, um, name the most defining experience you've ever had. Most defining. Most defining. Okay. What did you say last time? Most defining. Yours was a uh, friend moving away, right? Uh, yeah, I had a big, big change. That I was unprepared for, and okay. I had to handle it head on. I guess uh, mine would probably, I meant most defining is, is, you know, has to be anything to do with change. So the biggest, most defining change in my life that has affected everything in my life and it continues to mold me is actually 
being a family man. <laughs> and that encompasses being a husband and a father. Yeah. So, I mean, I never thought I'd be married at age 20. Yeah, 20. Well. So, and it's been, we're coming up on eight years now. So, I've been married, yeah, almost eight years and a couple more months. And then having a kid was also a big defining moment. But really, it's moving on past, you know, just myself. And I mean, we, we all deal with, you know, people that are close to us and, you know, we might think, oh, we want to do our best to help those who are close to us, the people that we love. But it gave a no- whole new perspective when I became a uh, husband and a father for being a husband. It was like, OK, you know, now financially I have to provide for my wife. And, you know, she's she also worked and provided for me and everything she, you know, clean the house she would make dinner and she would go to work and then there'll be days where I would clean the house make dinner and then go to work it was just a trade-off of you know who did what one day and who did what the next day but yeah that was a big defining moment but then of course throwing in the kid that has to be the most defining of all of of my father like just being a father is just like okay, you know, my wife is having a kid. This kid is basically a mixture of both of us who now I'm going to have to be, like, taken care of. I have to raise everything I do and everything that she becomes is somewhat part of me. And that was, like, mind-blowing. Yeah, 100%. I couldn't even imagine. Look, I can I can imagine, but I couldn't you know obviously understand but i can only think like how exciting yet terrifying all that is because and that's the thing too like every day you don't know what you like you kind of know what to expect but like every day is different especially with like a kid like there's no you never know with them so and i could tell you it's like it was terrifying it was the moments where i was like you know, you just go through like, oh, what happened if the kids isn't healthy or mm-hmm. what if my wife isn't healthy? What happened if they're both unhealthy when it happens? And then if once things start, you know, looking up, like when you're in the hospital and they're like, oh, this birth looks like it's going to be a good one. You know, it's going to be easy. It's going to she's going to be healthy. Then you start thinking, well, what happened if I'm not good enough? What happened yep. if it doesn't like me? What happened mm-hmm. if I hold it and I don't get the feelings that, you know, you know, being a father, you you think that when you hold your child and everything you get this magical feeling and guess what you you do get it <laughs> at least i did you know i was preparing for the moment where if i did hold it that she wasn't gonna like accept me and i know that's such a strange thing because it's a baby but, you know you just feel <laughs> yeah. like but like when i got to hold my little girl it was like oh my god <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like what is this like what more is there to life than loving this thing and and loving this little version of me that's going to grow up into something better than me (laughs) yeah yeah that's just that's amazing it truly is and it's so nice to hear and i completely understand how that's the most defining part of your life that you've had to experience and 
I think that still affecting me today. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's something that yeah, it's it's something that's always going to be part of your life. I mean, it's your daughter, so right. That's super exciting. I really liked your answer for that. Thank you. And I'm gonna move right along. Um, next question is: What's the most thing? What's the most interesting thing you had knowledge of but never experienced? Most interesting I have knowledge of but never experienced. Um, I know it's a little bit of a tougher one because you're like, what do I know but haven't done? It's something that is challenging to think about. Uh, be honest, I never really uh, thought of too many that I never experienced. But there's a lot of things like I I look on YouTube for a lot of things. As mm-hmm. You probably learned from my first answer was you know the cow. <laughs> That's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. honestly, I've looked up like root canals oh which my is, god yeah i would watch how they do that yeah heart surgeries wow tumor removals oh my gosh and it's not so much i know about them but i have like like this i watch it to the point yeah. where it's like okay i i see how they're doing it and it doesn't mean i can do it <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> don't get me wrong mm-hmm. experience is totally different from just learning it but that's yeah. basically like saying oh i could tell you how to raise your kid but then when you have a kid it's like guess what it doesn't work <laughs> all yeah, the time exactly. so um yeah i mean honestly i i look up all these little silly little things whether it just be learning how something's made or are uh just you know like oh i guess one thing i would never experience in my life is knowledge of like the deep ocean like different uh, uh, creatures down there yeah. or just like how you know the ecosystems down there i watched a lot of things like what's you know in the the deepest part of the ocean what are these you know just a lot of different things and i have a, a phobia i think it's like that phobia basically it's almost like a fear of the deep or a deep unknown mm-hmm. and you will never find me in an ocean oh <laughs> you will never gosh. find me going anywhere below the surface where i can't see things in yeah um but it does fascinate me to try to learn about them so yeah, yeah. getting that knowledge never experience it never will oh yeah <laughs> I will never you really could not pay me to do something like that so yeah honestly that that's definitely terrifying with the deep water and also even with like the heart surgeries and all that stuff the um, the tumor removals i understand that i like to watch videos like that too that kind of just like show how things happen because i'm right. curious about it um but i don't think i'd ever want to have to do heart surgery on someone. right it's more i for me it was like the fascination of like we've come so far to be able to like you know cut open someone remove a something that's potentially like really fatal to them and then you know heal them it was yeah. like wow how do they do that like that just mm-hmm. seems incredible yeah it's for not sure. a death sentence anymore, so. <laughs> yeah, definitely very interesting how, you know, everything is advanced and innovated yeah. over the years. Now, moving right along. Let's see here. Now, did you ever have an experience that you lack knowledge for? Does this kind of tie into your daughter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had to say, it was, it was definitely my daughter. <laughs> She, I mean, I took 
have associates in psychology and I've took taken um you know psych 101 social psych uh abnormal psych and even child and adolescent psychology and so we learned how to rate like not really raise but different parenting styles how the child develops through you know their mental physical and uh you know emotional basically different stages of development within kids and how to like how people dealt with them in the most successful way that um parents can um guide their kids and i could tell you I was like, oh, wow, yeah, that makes sense, you know. Wow, I'm so smart. <laughs> I can do this, you know. Wow, you know, positive reinforcements, rewards, yeah. uh, negative reinforcement, mm-hmm. punishment, all that stuff. But you start learning about all that stuff, and you're like, oh, I can apply this. This is easy. And then when you have a kid, you're like, oh, this isn't easy. Like, no. you tell the kid, oh, yeah, here's a reward. Yeah. And you feel good. And then there's other times where it's like, you know, the kid's being bad or just, like, not agreeing with you, and you just have to, like, you're like, oh my goodness, like, what do I do? Like, I'm trying to do these things that I learned, but it's not working. Yeah. Because like you said, everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Kids are different. They're mm-hmm. raised um, by us, but that doesn't mean their personalities kind of like, are cohesive with what we want to try to teach them all the time. Kids learn differently too, so. Definitely. Yeah, I think that was some, would be something for me too where, like, I wouldn't even know how to approach, like, I know the difference like there's the difference between the way we were raised and the way that we want to raise our children so it's definitely something that i mean you think that you can be ready for but you're never truly (laughs) prepared i guess you can be prepared but yeah you can be prepared as much as you can but like it doesn't mean it's gonna work out that way and like you said we were raised different with our parents and if i were to completely mirror what my parents raised me it probably wouldn't work with it it hasn't worked with our Mm -hmm. um with our daughter because she has taken my stubbornness and my wife's stubbornness Mm -hmm. so i was pretty stubborn when i was a child but i knew there was a certain limit but now it's like she has no bounds (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. like if she can she will like if i like let's say if she gets in trouble and you know we we like oh well we gotta you know take away your privileges she will be ready for it and she'll be like okay take them all <laughs> like i don't care and it's just like oh well that took away all my power <laughs> like yeah it's it's because to me it would have been different because when i was being raised once i got threatened with that i'll be like okay now i gotta earn them back and i'll try to prove that you know i i want like i don't want this to happen yeah again. yeah but you know different kids different different kind of you know positive negative reinforcement so it's a learning experience <laughs> definitely yeah well i uh, only have one more question for you today all right um this last question is have you ever gained knowledge for for something but found that the experience wasn't worth it oh gained knowledge for something I don't think it's recording. Hello? Oh, yeah. Got to bring it up higher. Oh, so basically experienced that wasn't worth it, even though I had the knowledge for it and everything. So, hmm. (laughs) That's that's difficult because uh, I like a lot of things I've done in my life. 
and uh, like I said, a lot of them are impractical, like a lot of useless skills or useless knowledge. But um, I'm trying to think of an experience that like, I went out and did, and then I was like, nah, uh, swimming. Hmm. I actually have to say swimming. So when I was in middle school, I did a lot of different sports. I did like track. I did tennis. Well, not tennis. Um, like just like volleyball, ping pong, and then I wanted to do tennis when I got into high school. So I I would practice tennis when I was younger. But um, mainly in middle school, I did all these different sports. I even did basketball at one point, and I like basketball. But there was a time that a lot of my friends did swimming, and as you know from my experience with wa- like uh, the ocean, yeah, it's not just ocean i just hate water too (laughs) i have to admit i just do not like water yeah but i decided to try swimming and uh yeah i mean i started doing it and then i realized like wow this isn't worth it this isn't worth like getting stronger and anything like i mainly did swimming of course for the social aspect and then yeah like you know people were like oh yeah you know swimming's great exercise it gets you stronger for other sports you know and once i did it i was like nope 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 not worth it definitely yeah. not worth um being in water and you know wearing speedos <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was during <laughs> okay, that time wow and what a like, day they're like oh yeah shave your legs wear speedos and of course they didn't enforce it but you know yeah. people like people would be like yeah you can do that to go faster and i was like that's so weird <laughs> i'm like i don't want to do any of this yeah. and uh and it like it's just i just remember like what was it like it was a 50 50 meter relay and i would do like 200 meter dashes 100 meter dashes and track and stuff and i did even cross country so it was like long distance but when you get in the water it was like i don't even know how to like I don't know how swimmers do it, but it was 10 times harder to just move 50 meters through water. Yeah. And I did like freestyle, which is one of the fastest, you know, strokes there out there. So I hated it. <laughs> and I was, I, that was the only year I did it and I've never returned to it. Mm-hmm. I, there's, in fact, um, even now I don't go swimming. Yeah. As you know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't go into water. I don't. I always thought it might be impressive to like do, you know, the butterfly and all that stuff. And yeah, but no, I always realize like I don't like it. Yeah. Now, a quick question on on that, and I don't know if you know or not, but do you know if that's based off of like a traumatic experience while you don't like water? I never liked water in at, for a long time, but I have. It's just like I don't like being in a place where you know that especially like pool water it's uh-huh. warm it feels like someone constantly peeing in it oh my and gosh it's, it's like you're just like, <laughs> you just feel dis- like to me i just feel disgusting like and then when you get out of the pool it's like the chlorine dries and it makes your skin itchy or if you open your eyes underwater it makes your eyes burn and it makes your eyes red and all that stuff and then <laughs> matter of fact so i just didn't like water because of the feeling uh, then in the middle school when I did that one year of uh, swimming, yeah, I remember my coach saying, you're not swimming fast enough, so you got to swim faster. And I remember pushing myself and I forgot to breathe. Yes, I forgot to breathe and I passed out in the pool and they had to yank me up and like, you know, 
it just I didn't. It wasn't like I stopped like completely stopped breathing. It was just like I just got so tired because I forgot to like take my breaths when I was um, doing my freestyle strokes that I just just I just remember getting towards the end and then just like sinking and they just pulled me up. I was able to breathe afterwards. Nothing too serious, but after that moment, that just made my oh, fear wow. of water worse. <laughs> yeah, no, I bet I definitely understand that. I feel like you're okay with like a hot tub though sometimes. No. I'm okay with it if I could just put my f- like feet in. See, that's so crazy to me because I love water. I love hot oh, tubs. Yeah. I love swimming. Like it's one of my favorite things. Like I don't like competitive swimming, but like I, whenever I'm on vacation, like I, I don't want to sit on the beach. I want to be in the water. Ugh. See, that's like the funniest thing for me is I'm the opposite. I hate sand. Like the sand texture, all that. I absolutely hate it. But, like, I love swimming. I love being in water. Well, I, I don't like sand either. That's why I wear <laughs> shoes. <laughs> I try to blankets and everything. Oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm not an Like I said, I'm not outdoorsy. I'm just an yeah. indoor guy. Ball pit. I'm going to ball pit. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about a ball pit. I feel like those are grosser than the ocean. How are they? Okay, I can okay. I can I can understand yeah. why they might be gross, but still. Children. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, Sean, that was the questions that I had for you today. Um, honestly, I learned a lot. I did not know that you played trumpet or you swam or any of those fun things. I didn't know that you were a father. <laughs> and honestly, it's been really nice getting to know you. And now that we've both introduced ourselves, we started to get into the good stuff even better deep stuff about life and interviews and um from that we are really excited to see where this podcast goes we are excited to learn and grow with you guys and even if we have one listener and it helps one person out then we feel like we've done our part on that note I hope that you all have a great day, evening, night, wherever you're at. And I hope that you have a great rest of the week or whenever we talk to you again. And to that, I say adios. (laughs) 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 Thank you for listening to Everything or Nothing. We will see you guys in the future. Have a great day, guys. All righty. Bye-bye.